Hello, and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we'll explore all the different things that we can do as an elders quorum beyond helping people move. I'm here with Dave Staffenson, who I've had the pleasure of spending a lot of time with uh, over the last few years and getting to know him. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the quorum getting to know him a little bit better as well. Uh, Dave's been in the youth program for a lot of years. And so even though he's been in our ward, a lot of members of our elders quorum may not know him that well. And so Dave, welcome to the podcast and uh, really looking forward to talking to you now. Thank you, Greg. Looking forward to it. So as I mentioned, uh, a lot of our members of the elders quorum may not know you that well, um, given the fact that you've, you've spent a lot of time in the youth program. So maybe you can just spend a minute or two uh, introducing yourself and just a little bit of background. Fair enough. So uh, as it relates to Elders Quorum, I just recently, in the past couple weeks, graduated to Elders Quorum. It seems at least the past 12 years I've been working with the young men, and I'm very comfortable there. Uh, maybe I still feel like a, a young man at heart, uh, even though it's, it's physically it's, I've proven to be growing old. Uh, we've been here in this ward for four years now. Um, we've lived in this area, the Bay Area, for the past six years or so. And before that, uh, I was with the company General Electric, and they moved us all over the country. So uh, we lived in, Marla and I met uh, back in early, at the end of 99 uh, in, at Brigham Young University. And uh, through GE, I moved to Connecticut, Minnesota, Mississippi, Kentucky, uh, Ohio, and then back to Utah before coming here uh, to the Bay Area. I grew up in Southern California. Through all those moves, we had our four children, Emma, Gracie, Davey, and Evan. And uh, we're all thrilled to be here. That's great. Well, we're excited to have you in our ward. And it sounds like related to the topic of this podcast, you, do, you have a lot of experience moving um, yourself. Have you also been involved in a lot of church-related moves or helping other people move as well? You know, absolutely. Through, through all the locations uh, we've been, I, I mentioned for the past 12 years I've been in Young Men's. Prior to that, I, I spent time in Elders Quorums. And, you know, it's, it's certainly a given everywhere you go that there's needs to move. Uh, the one twist for me is uh, that in 2012 or so, I herniated two discs in my lower back, and uh, it certainly impacts my ability to carry heavy weight, so I'm not as helpful or beneficial, but uh, it certainly have played a role in many moves, both uh, for ourselves. I, I think Marla and I have probably moved more than 12 times. Um, but also assisting with elders quorums move and moves in various capacities. Clearly you have a lot of experience in that area. I'm guessing though that it's not your most favorite thing uh, <laughs> in life. And so what is it that gets you excited? You know, something that uh, I've picked up since I moved back here to California and, and something that I try whenever I have free time is to get out to the ocean and go surfing. Absolutely love everything about it. It's my exercise, it's my therapy, my connection to nature, my family time in many cases, and uh, whenever I get a chance. So that's, that's where I try to spend a little free time. You mentioned that you grew up in Southern California. 
did you start doing this as a kid or how did how'd you get into surfing? You know, the irony is I probably took it for granted as I grew up in Southern California, which is a great place to connect with the beach. We, you know, we, we probably lived 30 miles uh, from the ocean where I grew up and that's not too dissimilar from where we're at here. Uh, maybe I had less um, access to vehicles and <laughs> cars to get out there, but I was probably more of a surf uh, wannabe growing up. And so then when I moved away and I was stuck inland from a career standpoint for so much of, of my life, I really learned how much I had taken for granted the beauty of the ocean and, and, the, and my great love for the beach and for the sunset and, and all these kind of things. In fact, we would travel back to visit family and we would go to the ocean and I would ask myself, what am I doing with my life? You know, I just feel this great connection. Uh, so as soon as we moved back here, I really jumped on taking advantage uh, of the ocean and, and being close and having access to it. So um, that being said, uh, as an adult, I had to really learn and, and um, get some strength and gather the skills and learn uh, about the tides and all those kind of things, which took honestly it took some time. But from my perspective, it's been very well worth it. And where do you typically go? I know there's a lot of surfing in the Santa Cruz area, but I think some people I've heard go to Half Moon Bay. What's your kind of favorite spot or do you have a couple of favorites? You know, the beauty of being in this area is we do have a lot of options to choose from. And some of us jokingly say that here in Los Altos, we're in Surf City, USA, (laughs) just because... Within a, a short drive, you can go and find anything that you're looking for. Uh, probably the most common place that we'll go is in Santa Cruz. And, and there's a very popular point. It's called Pleasure Point. They're right off of 40, 41st Street, actually, in Capitola. And there's just a lineup there from the point down through Jack's to down through the hook that you can find any break that you're looking for, whether it's advanced or intermediate, beginner. It's absolutely beautiful. The only downside is uh, it's a favorite place for everybody in the area. And so you're rarely alone. You're typically with large crowds, but you can still have a great time and find what you're looking for. Uh, so that's that's probably the most common place that we go, just by default. But that being said, um, all the way down to Monterey and then all the way up to San Francisco and Ocean Beach. There's so many great spots in between that, that uh, you know, to your point, Half Moon Bay has some great spots. Uh, Pacifica has some nice spots and then down further south. Uh, but those that have been doing it for a lifetime, those that are more advanced probably could give you a more refined answer. For me, I just love to throw our surfboards in the car and get out there and and paddle around and have a great time. And for those of us who don't know that much about surfing, so you said different kinds of breaks. So what's a break? And then also what kind of what time of the day do you typically do this? Is this more of a morning thing or is this something that you can do throughout the day in terms of tides and how that all works? Yeah, so so the tides are always rotating with the moon and so Um, Some spots are better at a very low tide and so you'll look at when the tide is low and that's when you might go there and others are good 
better at a high tide. And so you can watch. And some, it, there's not much of a difference as the tides fluctuate. So times of the day, you could go all the way from very first light in the morning where you're getting up and trying to be in the water as the, as the sun's peeking up trying to beat the crowds and also another favorite time for us is to be at the very end of the day as the sun's gone down and you're watching the sunset and um, you're getting the very last light out of the day as you're out there it's just absolutely gorgeous and frankly any time in between even one time uh, my son Davey and I uh, on a fairly calm day went out on a full moon in the middle of the night and had a wonderful time doing that too so not a whole lot of limitations on time and your first question about break that's just talking about where the swell you know turns into a wave and where it starts to you know crush on itself as you would see the white water that's that's the break that you're looking for and and sometimes again I'm no expert in any of this but you'll see you know, sometimes there's a point break where based on the reef underneath or the rocks under the ocean that you'll see a nice break right at a certain point and then it will continue down the line as you have a nice, um, nice swell to ride staying right in front of the break or the white part of the wave that you can ride for a long time. And in other places it's more of uh, a, a shore break or a sandy break where you know sometimes you could see based on what the wind's doing you could see you can get a little, nice long ride off of a wave um, while other times you might see it's all just uh, a closeout where the whole thing just goes and crashes at the same time which is a little more difficult to ride on a surfboard but uh, different places provide different options if you, 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 you know, you pay attention, you'll see there's some consistencies based on which direction um, the tide is coming or the swell is coming in and what's the wind doing. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's always a different day, different experience trying to get out there and enjoy the nature. Just so people have perspective on this, how big are these waves that we're talking about or that you're typically surfing I guess my reference point is surf competitions that I've sure. seen on TV, but those are enormous waves. So what what's your kind of sweet spot in terms of size of wave or type of you wave? Know, so you asked a couple questions there. And, you know, if, if I were to start with my sweet spot, I'm, I'm more on the beginner, maybe getting towards intermediate side. I've been uh, trying to go for the past five years or, or so. And I, I, I consider myself... Uh, this the skiing equivalent of a groomer <laughs> so you know I'm not in the outback when I'm skiing I, I enjoy to have nice groomed runs and I'd say the same a lot of time for surfing so I'd put that in the uh, you know a three foot to maybe six foot type of waves uh, is, is where I have more fun it's more comfortable it's nothing that's too crazy or treacherous uh, probably a little adrenaline once you're getting above five feet, six feet, but nothing that's really going to be dangerous. However, from where we live, we, we you could find any size wave. And so there's a really nice heavy wave up at Ocean Beach that, you know, who knows, get up to six to ten feet, I suppose, that uh, you won't find me out there. But some people would consider that 
just glorious, especially this time of the year to get out. And uh, I couldn't tell you exactly when it happens, but you've all heard the story of, of Mavericks, which could be a 30-foot wave that, that people are getting out there and, and dropping into, which uh, is, is something unfathomable to me. But um, th the point is there's something for everybody around here, from beginners all the way through the most, the most expert level. And what kind of equipment, or if someone wanted to get started with surfing, there's surfboard, presumably, probably a wetsuit based on where we live, but what other type of stuff do people need, or how might someone get into surfing if they wanted to give it a try? Yeah, a couple relatively obvious things is the water's cold here. So depending on the time of the year, it's, it's probably around 55 degrees, and so a wetsuit is uh, one of the first requirements to get in, get out and spend some time in the water. And um, you know, this time of the year, if you're in the winter, a colder time, I also recommend booties to keep your feet warm. But if you have a nice long wetsuit and booties, you can be comfortable out there year round. So that's number one. And number two, uh, obviously, is to get yourself or borrow a surfboard, which is something that Costco has totally changed the game on because anybody can go get a Costco, you know, what's referred to as a wave storm. It's a soft top surfboard, less than a hundred dollars, and it performs really well. <laughs> so, and again, a lot of uh, old school surfers might not appreciate the impact that Costco's had, but it's made it so accessible for anybody that could either. Um, go pick one up themselves or if they know anybody that has any connection to surfing Those individuals are probably going to have some wave storms stored in their garage <laughs> That's just like hey can I borrow some and you know if anybody wanted to borrow from me or wanted to go with me As I have several extra wave storms that anybody could jump on it's a long board It's about eight feet long and it's just perfect for starting and getting used to and and, and frankly um not getting hurt because it's soft in nature. And uh, it, it's just a great way to start. I think we should all give it a try. I think, you know, maybe I'll take you up on that at some point when it's just a little bit warmer. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna opt out of the winter surf scene. But uh, this has been great, Dave. I hope a lot of people reach out to you and talk to you a little bit more about this or just get to know you better in general. And let's get moving as a quorum. Let's, let's give this a try. All right, let's go. I and mean, I look forward to it. All right, thanks, Dave. Thank you.